Hello and welcome to the Target Podcast powered by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host Deshwin and with me in studio today are football analyst Ayanda Vezi, Mark Stedham and Afcon specialist Mukhale Sateghe. Gentlemen, welcome. Good morning team. Good morning team. Ah, what a good morning, eh? <laughs> lovely day. Mark, hey, I told this guy yesterday that hey, you 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 blushing. We're going to rinse Morocco. Mm. So Good morning, Morocco fans. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Morocco yeah. fans. Uh, good morning, gents. Good morning to the listeners. Mm. We're happy to be here. Yeah. Mm. Vezi, I want to start with you because you were very pro-Bafana ahead of that result. What did you make of the performance? What gave you the confidence? Like, just give me your thoughts going into the fiction. What it meant for you coming out of that one? No, uh, I've said this before here uh, here on this platform that when uh, Bafana Bafana are playing uh, against the North African teams, that's where they step up because the North Africans they kind of play like similar f- football to us. And looking at the team that we have there, like. The core, I can say the core of Bafana Bafana is Mamelo de Sundowns players mm. there. The back five there, we have like uh, Mamelo de Sundowns players at yeah. the back five. So I was very confident that uh, this Bafana Bafana team will step up and do the job because looking at uh, the last time we played against uh, Morocco here at home, they stepped up. And I think in that fixture, uh, maybe we could have scored maybe like three or four goals because we could. Uh, catch Morocco like on mm. counter attacks, yeah. and that is what happened what yesterday. Happens, yeah. yeah, you see. So big ups to the big four there at the back. They were very solid. Tapelo Murena was uh, the weakest link there, but he just wasn't his game. Yeah, I think th- on the day yeah. he just because he uh, has played really well at the tournament. And yeah, and uh, uh, Mukwena in the yeah. midfielder and Tembazwane Sitole. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, I'll say ten out of uh, out of ten. Yeah, to all the, the the team and the substitutions that the coach the the coach made uh, brilliant substitutions to make sure that if you're taking a target man, put another target man so that you don't invite Morocco to come to you. You know, mm. they must also think that there is a target man who's there, so they can't go all out. They must also consider to defend. So, yeah, one hundred percent. you know, I just wanna. Um, Move your comment along about the number of Sundowns players because I think Mark, you were telling me off camera that um, the head coach of Morocco, Walid, said something about Hugo Bruce having an easier job because of the number of Sundowns players in a in a team. Mm, he, he, he said that it was a bit of an advantage because of of all the Sundowns players in the national squad. Also, um, talking about Sundowns winning, um, Kef all the time with the Sundowns players. So. That core of Sundowns being in the squad was was a bit of an advantage, he said, which in the end proved so because just to add on, on what Ayanda said about the back line, I think that's Bafana's best attribute in the, defense. in the team. I think that the defense is, is top quality. Modiba, um, Kekana, Mvala, Mudao, Williams, I think. Yeah. Top class. Good uh, performance last night. Uh, I just wish they can can start the way they played last night through all their yeah. games that way. Yeah. That no, it's, it's incredible. Again, I must reiterate the number of Sundance players because not only is it the back five that you guys mentioned, but also McQuenna, um, 
Maseko, Maseko. but the starting, the starting lineup, Temazwane as well. Yeah. You look at Percy Tau, yeah. formerly of Sundowns, Evidence Makopa is formerly of Sundowns. Do you think it's just a Sundowns team that's doing this? Let me start by saying it's a shoe, brava ba. How bana? Hey, Dash, I'm, uh, what a morning. I'm so happy. Um, the boys um, made us very proud as a country. But in terms of uh, the points that we are just analyzing now and speaking about it, um, us having a full-blown Sundown team, isn't that a blessing in disguise, a very good blessing? I mean, if you can remember, what did Spain do with all, with like the whole team being Barcelona players? You get my point. So if you have a team, a formidable team, that works together, that trusts each other, that can depend on each other, you are more likely to get results. It doesn't matter who's from where, how many players are from which team. It's a national team. And if they are jailing very well and giving us results, why not? Let's yeah. give them the full support that they need. Let's give them the full support that they require. Mm. Let's believe in them. Let's support them all the way. The boys are giving us results. And what a great performance yesterday. If they carry this into Cabo Verde, I mean, um, I was talking to someone earlier on to say, you know, when we play um, certain teams, whether it's World Cup qualifiers or FCON, I know that Bafana will put in a fight because we play the ball on the ground. Teams mm. like Morocco, they play the ball on the ground. Teams like Capo Verde, they want to play the ball on the ground. So if we are having a team that wants to uh, match us pound to pound in terms of playing the ball on the ground. It's just a matter of who takes the chances between us and that particular team to get the results at the end of the day. And Vafana did that. And wow, I just want to, before I can close, I just want to comment um, two players yesterday in uh, evidence, Mahopa mm. and also Mutovi Mvala. Mvala, Mvala. Yeah. I think, you know what Mvala I think Mvala means? personally... Would have, it takes takes the cake for me because even though Makopa got in Scotia and last week we were here and I was hypercritical about having a striker that doesn't deliver. You know, I think both of you guys, in fact, the entire panel said Makopa does have an output, uh, an output in the in the advanced area of the pitch. And I said, I just would like him to score a goal. And what a goal he scored at that. But then you, you mentioned Mbala who really put everything out there. You know, he, he, he definitely earned the clean sheet. <laughs> I'm just laughing about it because I was so, so, so... Yesterday, I was so, so surprised. He was didn't get any stitches. Nobody yeah. when Mbala is, is playing in that type he's of getting game. Hats. He's getting hurt. You hats, know yeah. that his head is going to get stitched. And, but uh, unfortunately, yesterday, uh, his teammate at Mamelodi Sundowns, Grand Kekana, had to mm. take those honors yesterday. Because at some point, Greg, Greg, uh, Grand Kekana played yeah, the stitches on yeah. his mm. That shows you how much of a hectic and heavy game it was uh, between Morocco and Bafana. But at the end of the day, uh, <clears throat> the greatest team that took their chances won the game. Mm, 100%. Um, you know, Mark just mentioned that our defense is better than our attack. And, you know, you can make a strong case that both of them sort of can out, uh, outdo each other. And I want to read a stats. In our previous, you know, in our four Afghan fixtures, we've kept three clean sheets. It's the most from all nations at the tournament. That shows uh, the back the back four that yeah. I was talking about. The back five, in the back fact, five actually. That they have connections. They play together. The spirit, the spirit is the same spirit. Mm. You know, there is no like um, because uh, the game we lost. Ulu was playing mm. against Mali. 
Yeah. And then uh, Hugo Bruce dropped him. He brought Kekane. And then our defense was solid. We've never considered a goal. Mm. It shows the high quality of Mamelodi Sundowns, the impact of players that, uh, that we have there yeah. in that back four. And I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'll be I'll be upset if I see Hugo Bruce changing. Uh, he won't. Uh, the, no, I, I don't. I don't think he will. He will touch the back yeah. line. Yeah, he I can't. It's our strongest five are set. They comfortable. They play together every day. They play in the same club. They train together. I know. Everything is done together, and now it's showing on the field. You can see the way they passed the ball yesterday. There was no pressure in the back line. They played the ball out from the back. They, they 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 progressed the ball forward together. They defended as a team. And like uh, uh, Mokhale said, Tobi and Vala, quality. I just wish they they can play with the same energy, the same aggression in all their games. Why must 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 we wait to go down and then start playing? Why can't we play from the first whistle with the same energy and aggression and and take the game to the rest of the nations and just and show them. What we can do, you know what I'm saying? I think uh, it goes with how you start the tournament because I've even looked at Nigeria. They were maturing each and every game that they were playing. Mm -hmm. So I think also with Bafana Bafana, it's the same approach. Like the first game, okay, fine, they made those mistakes. The second day, the second game, they fixed those uh, those mistakes. And I think for me, looking at the way they performed yesterday, I think they maturing each and every game. You know, so now. Taking this confidence, building up to 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 the Cape Verde game, I think we'll see a different Bafana Bafana, a beast one. And I think, I mean, just to add on what the guy says, uh, I was so I was so impressed yesterday. You know, even with our subs, man, you can see Maseko. Maseko comes really in. wanted it. Eh? Maseko comes in, he pulls the pressure. I mean, you have Dash who hasn't played uh, in in Dash Tabang Monari, so. The guy comes in for Setole. Uh, you think that maybe he still needs few minutes to gel in the game. But the guy come is, comes in immediately, the first minute of the game. He comes to the party. The clearances he had to make at the back when Morocco was pressing us. That shows that even the guys on the bench, their, their mentality and you know their focus on the game when they are not even in the field of play, but when given a chance, they are able to adjust quickly mm-hmm. to the pace of the game and to help the team to pull through and everything. So I think we are having a very united Bafana team at the present moment. Soldiers who are willing to die for one another on the field of play. And that players who are supporting each other, whether in or not in the first 11, but you can see that we have one team with one faith, one belief, one morale, and one goal. Mm. And, and and to add what Mohale said, uh, I remember I wrote an article about what Hugo Bruce said uh, when they qualified for the round of 16. He said he was happy to even see some of the players who are, who are sitting on the bench rallying behind the players who yeah. are on the pitch. So that shows the unity that is there, like the in spirit. The team, that, and the team that have... The goal, they want to achieve one thing here. And that thing is to play for your nation with pride and make us happy as a country, mm. you know. Well, look, that uh, pride was tested in the 85th minute when Ashraf Hakimi stepped up to take that penalty. Mark, can you just run through what you think Hakimi was uh, thinking of, you know, as he as he took that spot kick? Because, I you know, 85th minute, dying stages yeah, think, of the game. I, I think um, the time of the game, um, the pressure got to him. It was late stages. Uh, the penalty, if it went in, it would have been 1-1. Yeah. 
I think there was a lot of emotions running through his mind. It got the better of him. Um, lucky for Bafana, hit the post and went over. And, and then we went directly to, to the opposite end. And then Mokwena with a brilliant free kick. Mm. I think I see Lionel Messi with the same quality free kicks as that. It was inch perfect. Went in. And you could see by the celebrations as well, the unity, like the guy said, you could see it in the celebrations with both goals. Mm. The whole team ran. They, they all celebrated together and good victory for them in the end. Mm. With the celebrations, I can say uh, Velimoja is the one who's coming up with those yeah, celebrations. He was front line, yeah. He's, he's always there when they, <laughs> when they score. And, uh, you know? It just shows that the, the, the camp is, is it's happy. Yeah. They, they're comfortable. Everyone's together. And, and I always say a, a, a team who's more cohesive is, is more likely to succeed. So whether they're playing or they're not playing, everybody's there for one goal to achieve the same goal. So and then showing now with the with the with the performance from last night, I just hope they can carry it over to to Cape Verde and, and go all the way, hopefully for and make the nation proud. Um, just to ch- touch on to add on what Mark said, uh, I mean uh, for me, Dash, uh, there were two big moments of the game for me uh, when Hakimi missed the penalty and when Mokwena knew uh, what he was doing at the time he did it. I I. That was very commendable of Tebo Mugwena. What a smart player. Mm. If you can see what Mugwena did, he knew exactly he what foul. he was doing mm. and why he was doing it. Mugwena knew that I've got an advantage of uh, Amrabat being sent off. If I just try and come into the front and run through him, he's not going to let me run with the ball and everything. He did just that. And you could see immediately the referee uh, blew the whistle. He stood up with the sign of saying mm. yellow card, yellow card. He must yeah. because he knows that Amrabat had another. Uh, he had a, a yellow card in the game. So with that, he even knew with the free kick. That's why immediately after he got it, he took the he ball. The ref, yeah. He took the ball. He put it closer to him. Then he looked at the ball. For him to 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 put for him to take a free kick. Mm. And put it over. I think it was Hakimi's head or another player to put it over the the head of the player where the goalkeeper is putting the wall, mm. so that the, the the ball should not pass or hit the wall. Mm. That is absolute. The, the distance of that free kick. Not not yes. everybody can can get the ball over the wall and down again. Back and, down there. And it, it takes a different technique to do it. And Mokwena has been doing it. I think he's just overlooked. Yesterday he proved that he has a lot more qualities to show. Mm. A lot more. And Mukwena, when he's like in those kind of positions, he's very dangerous. I've been like from last season when uh, I started watching him, uh, he is dangerous, especially uh, close to the D line with those balls. And even in, in the first half, I think there was a ball that he took a shot, and luckily Bono uh, saved that ball, and it was straight going in. If had it bounced. Because Bono was already like uh, uh, down. Mukwena, so he's very dangerous uh, in those kind of positions. As a defender, you must make sure that you're trying to press him when he, he's, he's in that position. You know what I like about what you, uh, what you just raised, uh, Ayanda, is that um, you know, uh, you're speaking of uh, Mukwena being dangerous in certain circumstances. Um, with our midfielders, Sitole, Mukwena, and Monari, what I've seen yesterday, what they displayed. Uh, I like them when they are under pressure. They play at their best when they are under pressure. Mugwena, when he's under pressure, he plays the best football ever. Tabam Monari, for some point, 
when they are playing and enjoying the game, at some point you you might finish some few minutes without seeing him. But when they are under pressure, you can see the value that Tabang Munare adds in a game and everything. So the middle field that we have now, right now at the present moment, according to my analysis at FCON, they perform very well under pressure. And I hope that they can keep up that spirit and that focus because absolutely, absolutely, we have great players uh, in the middle of the park and they are doing their best. Mm. You know, I just want to shine a spotlight on Nshishi as well because I think whilst he did not get on the score sheet, he did provide that assist for Evidence Makopa. You could see that he knew exactly what he was going to do because the ball kind of just bounced up and then he fed it straight to, to Makopa. Makopa, one touch, fully started. Zwan is the glue in the team for me. Everything goes through him. I think he's, he has the respect from, from everybody in the team. Everybody respects him. Uh, everybody knows the value. Everybody knows what he brings to the team. So for him to 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 also get another assist on top of his his goals mm. previously, I think it's just a bonus for Bafana going into the next games. His confidence will be up, and the camp will be right. Uh, his mindset will be right. So everything just looks good right now. Yeah, just to add to you, so he's actually been directly involved in three of our six goals scored at the tournament. You know, the two against Nobia and last night he put that assist for Makopa. Three in uh, four appearances. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, in terms of our our output at the, the top end of the pitch, from AFCON, um, from Nations, still at AFCON, only uh, Cape Verde on eight goals and Angola on nine goals have scored more than us. I'm talking from Nations still remaining in the tournament. Yeah, yeah so I think that's incredible. Do you think the floodgates open against Cape Verde? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Mm. I don't want to shoot We just knocked out the top-ranked yeah. side in Afghan. Yeah, in, yeah. In the, in the continent, Cape, Cape Verde's going to be a different opponent. Um, I think emotions will will be different. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself and say no. We we are going to do this. We're going to do that. But if the boys can can do it again and maybe pick it up a little bit more, then I think we stand a good chance going into the semi-finals. Okay, let me ask you this. Even though we, we knocked Morocco out, yeah. we did play without, well, rather they played without Ziyech, yeah. without Bufal. Bufal, yeah. Do you think that has something to do with maybe a weaker Morocco no, team? No, I don't think so at all. I think if they were in, it would have been the same because you could see that Bafana wanted it more. You could see it, the, the, the way they played, the way they pressed, the way they passed the ball. There was no fear. It didn't look at any point of the game that they were going to lose the game. Mm. To me. Yeah. I'm going to best most of, uh, uh, not Morocco's uh, fans, but uh, Hakim Ziyech's fans. According to me, from the way Morocco has been playing and everything, I can tell you, Asharaf Hakim is more dangerous than any other Moroccan player mm. in that team. Yeah. I'm sure if Ragrui wakes up, whereby he has to play a do-or-die game and Hakim is there, I'm sure he will go uh, he will go crazy for for few moments, yeah. but with Hakimi, to me, I rate Hakimi more in most terms of how he plays. Yeah, style of play. yeah. If you can see, I mean, I mean Hakimi. When you compare him, who wasn't scared of Kafu? Who wasn't scared of Maikon? Huh? That's how Hasharaf Hashraf Hakimi plays. He's a he's a right back who can push to an extent that you know. 
you find him in the box every moment that he gets, every chance that he gets. Hakimi for me is more dangerous than uh, most of um, Moroccan players. And I mean, um, Morocco was 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 a full team, full blown team. I mean, Bofal, yes, I understand that, but Saiz was still there. Uh, Al Nazari was still there, you know. Um, and then Amrabat was still there. So the, most of the, the boy that players the boy that there. that replaced Bofal is actually Barcelona player. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so not not quite a downgrade. Not a down, not a downgrade at yeah. all. That whole team is European, European based. top clubs. Mm. Top clubs. I think the backline for 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 Morocco, Akimi, PSG, PSG. yeah. Saez. It was formerly of Watford, I think. Wolves. Wolves now. Agard, West Ham. West Ham. Um Mazrawi, Bayern, Bayern Munich, Munich. Yeah. Uh, Bono, former Sevilla. Yeah, Champions so, League, former Champions, Champions League, League. People so, played in the so, Super Cup against Man City. So the quality in the side, Unai playing in the French League, mm. that boy that, that replaced Bufal is from Barcelona. Amala, Salim Amala. So as ne- at Nezri, Sevilla. So for the boys to, Amrabat, to Manchester United. Manchester United. So yeah. for the boys to play the way they did and come away with a victory like that. You have to give credit to them. Mm. And to Hugo Bruce. We can't overlook Hugo Bruce. We we criticize him week in, week out. It's it's a natural thing for us to criticize because we want to see a certain thing, but he knows what he wants. Mm. He chose what he wants, and now it's paying off, and we have to give him credit. Okay. Let me um pose a question to Ayanda. Now off off the camera we were discussing Hugo Bruce and his his team that he has chosen to uh take to Ivory Coast. And, um, you know, he really went with uh, players that he has consistently chosen despite other players outperforming them in terms of numbers. What do you make of that? I remember we spoke uh, about this even here uh, on the podcast to say people were criticizing Mahopa. Mm. And I said when Hugo Bruce came, Mahopa was playing for Barroca and he was already in the setup for Mm. Hugo Bruce. Hugo Bruce was calling him now and then when he was playing at Barroca. He went to Pirates and then at Pirates, he got injured and then he didn't have game time. But when he started playing at Pirates, Hugo Bruce didn't hesitate and then he called him back to his setup plan. So, you know, he knew from the start, Hugo Bruce, what he wants. Mm. When he was appointed as the Bafana Bafana coach, the players that he called, he knew from the start that this is the foundation that I want to lay here, you know. We almost qualified for the World Cup. That shows that, uh, and the players that he, uh, he called during that time, the qualifiers, some of the players would ask, why is this player even here? But they know how to get the job done, mm. you know? So for and me... For, and play for the manager. Yes. So for me, I think the relationship that he has built with the players, it also shows what what team he wants to, to have yeah. and... The players also, if the coach and the technical staff had a, a good relationship with the players, regardless of the matters that are happening in the boardroom, the players will be like, I'm playing for the coach. Mm. So the players, you've been called to represent your country. And the only thing you can do is to play with pride and repay the coach who called you to go and be the soldier there. Mm, 100%. I don't think you could have given a better answer. Um, you know, sticking with Hugo Bruce... Does he get us past the quarterfinal stage in our previous AFCON appearance, 19, uh, sorry, 2019? We got knocked out in the coaches. Mm. 
this time around, we're in the quarters. Do we get knocked out or do we go further? To 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 be brutally honest, I'm more comfortable with the Cape Verde game than last night's game. Yeah. I think if if the boys can continue with that same form in Cape Verde, I think we can get over the line and into the semi-finals. Mokale, mm. are we going to choke against Cape Verde? No, I don't see our boys choking. The excitement is too much uh, from the boys in terms, not the excitement to be uh, redundant and everything, mm. but the excitement to bring it home. You can, yeah. you could see after the game that now mm. bring it home, bring it is, home. It's pumping. I think up. the belief is yes. It's, you it's can there see now. that now they can see mm. that the they can see the light already at the end of the tunnel. Mm. That's how you get the momentum. You can see mm. now. You could see yeah. the, the the excitement of the players that now you can t- you can if 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 I was like um someone who could uh, tell how people think. Now you can tell that Mugwena is thinking of his CAF uh, Champions League uh, triumph. You can tell that he's thinking of this big championship, African championship that he just won. Mm. He's already thinking of, he's already eyeing that that day whereby he's going to be celebrating and everything. Mm. Same as, I mean, if Mugwena is thinking like that, evidently the whole team is thinking like that. Yeah. So you know... You know the, the boys, I'm telling you. Against Morocco, he registered the most touches of a South African player. So, you know, he's very much... When, when the national team plays well, Mokwena plays well. It's, it's incredible. Um, but, you know, sticking with Cape Bird now, if we get past them, or rather the panelists make it sound like we are already past them, we're into the final four. Who then do we want to avoid? Or like, who then are the big hitters? We'll face Nigeria. Or Angola. Or Angola. I think mm. I think history shows that we we're not so bad against Nigeria or Angola. Yeah. yeah. So I think if the boys stay focused, we can challenge them. And being the semi-finals with just one game left to go to the final, I think they'll be extra motivated. The belief will be more. I think also the nation will be behind them, knowing they they gotta win this game, not just for them but for us as well, because yeah. you know the soccer in this country is. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's everything. So, so the so the whole nation is behind him, and they right there. So, I think everybody just needs to get behind him. I know that we've been disappointed time again, time again. I think it's just now, just get behind the boys, give them the belief, show them the the support, and I think they onto something in this. Let mm-hmm. let me read you the post that I posted last night after on Facebook after Bafana's game. Uh, exactly what I posted. I don't care who we are going to face. We are not going to choke. I don't care anymore about who's coming. I said, this is the fighting spirit we need in the national team players. Giving in 100% effort all the damn time, irregardless of who, of who's your opponent. Well done to the boys. You know, the first uh, sign or line of victory is to always have a positive mentality to face your opponent. Whether you think they are more powerful than you or whatever, look at what uh, Goliath did to David. You get my point? So the more people look at you at, at Goliath, the more you are more likely to, 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 to you know, the, when people look at you like David, the more you are likely to beat uh, the biggest person who's Goliath. You get my point? So what I'm trying to say is that at the present moment, the very same way that we might be thinking as the fans to say, let's give Nigeria respect and whatever. Nigerian fans are also thinking that the way South Africa played against Morocco 
we need to respect this team. So you are being afraid of someone who's also being afraid of you at the present of the moment. The best way to fight is to show you that this person that, you know what, come on, head on. I'm not scared of you. That's what we need to do going forward. And you know, this this AFCON, this specific edition of, Af- of AFCON has shown that multiple times. You look at the shocking results that have happened. Equatorial Guinea smashing Ivory Coast Fournal. I think that must be the result of the, of the entire tournament for me. Definitely. I think that was a shock to everybody, especially with Ivory Coast being the host nation as well. With the, with the caliber of players they have in the squad, nobody expected Equatorial Guinea to to come out and perform the way they did. I think they, they did well from the first game. Um, Emilio Insui, the captain as well. Mm, mm. well I think he's got, uh, he scored a brace in that game. And the game before that, he scored a hat-trick. So, so they were on fire, also playing very well. Unfortunately, they had to bow out. He missed the penalty. But they also did very well. For, for me, I would say it's them kind of being knocked out mm. of the tournament. Yeah. For me, that was the biggest... I can I, say. I, I, sorry, I just want you to explain why. I can say because they were leading. They tunnel up. It's like uh, the dying stages. Six minutes before the game ends, and then you concede two goals. I you think know? Mozambique that game, eh? Yeah, against uh, Mozambique. And Ghana were already like they in, you know? And after that, you saw how the, the fans reacted from Ghana and how everyone was shocked. That Ghana, how can they bottle a tuny lead just like that, you know? So for me, I can say that was the biggest uh, uh, upset. For this one, uh, Bafana Bafana against Morocco, I was too confident because I knew that South Africa, they don't struggle when they're playing against the North African countries. So for me, this one was not the biggest uh, upset. The one was Ghana being knocked out of the tournament and the pressure that yeah. the team was yeah. under, you know? Because they have been underperforming, especially with Afcon, so the fans were expecting a, a lot from them in this tournament. So mm. for me, that was the biggest upset and the sweet one. Yeah, you just um, jogged my memory. You said that we don't struggle against North African nations, but in playing against Morocco last night, we knocked out the last North African nation, which means everybody now, like based on what you just said, we could potentially struggle against. Northwest, uh, North African countries, that's where, like, you can tell that Bafana Bafana, they, mm. they kind of struggle because those players, they big, you know, yeah. you know, physically, that's where we, we're struggling. But the thing that I, I think that can help us when we're playing against the, the North Africans is maybe we use our speed, yeah. you know, because most of their players, they don't have, like, uh, speed, you know. If we can use our speed, Tapelo Masego, use him as a super sub. He comes in there, he uses his speed. You know that there's a man on the box. I think that's where we can hit those. Not, uh, and, and also, it doesn't mean um, like the other nations, because they're physically bigger, it doesn't mean they're already going to win. Yeah. They still got to play, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's and, 11 against 11, and, you know. And Bafana, you know, like Mohali said earlier, they play, we play the ball on the floor. The yeah. Kasi flavor, one, two, one, two, with Timberswane. So I think that's where we will catch them. Mm. Well, look, let's look at uh, the, the remaining opponents. And let's say we get past Cape Verde and we get past our semifinal opponent. That leaves one of Mali, Ivory Coast, Guinea, or Congo. Now, of those four teams, who are we most scared of? Uh, like I'm saying again. Nobody. <laughs> I'm not scared of anybody. 
whether you are Mali, whether you are Ivory Coast, whether you are whoever, bring your Seko Fofana, he will mm. get Mukwin. Bring your, I don't care who you are bringing, mm. you know. I don't care whether you are Mali, you are bringing Traore or whoever. Bring your people, we will bring our, our, our Bafana boys. Look, the boys, I think they've proven beyond reasonable doubt that they are into this, things, uh, into this thing to win it. All these teams that everyone were shouting about, that even myself, remember, I, I had thought that Senegal would defend FCON. Mm. But look what happened. Competency yeah. took place in their game against uh, Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast yeah. who lost 4-0 before that game. Mm. Now you can tell that there is no one who's superior more than the other one. Mm. Look, they just had to regroup going into the, into the Senegal game. And they managed to get a victory. Now they are into the quarterfinals. Look, where, whoever we face, uh, Dash, I'm not scared of anybody. I think the boys are good. I think the, boy, the boys are mentally ready and everything. This is the time for us now to understand and believe that football it's football and um, Aina therefore. Mm. As Babam Teto always say that football Aina therefore. Yeah. You can't be, you know, saying, oh, this, oh, that, this might happen. We are going to see that at the end of the match. Okay. I, I, want, I just want to ask, are we now title challengers? Because I don't think we set out as a title contender, but right now we're in the last eight. What what, you, yeah? Once you're there in the last eight, you are a title contender. Definitely. I Definitely. Beg, I beg to differ with you. Right. Once you qualify for a prestigious tournament, you are a title quality, a, yeah. con, a, a, a contender. Once you qualify for a prestigious tournament, whether it's UEFA Champions League, whether it's Euro 2024, whether it's FCON, whether it's World Cup, you are a title challenge. Yeah. It shows that for you to qualify to be there, you've got capabilities of winning that particular tournament. Mm. So we can't determine the fact that now we can determine the fact that now we are into the quarterfinals. We are title challengers. No, we have been title challengers from the first of the day we qualified to go and play Fcon uh, in Ivory Coast. Yeah, I, I agree with the guys. Yeah, I think what what I understand what Mohale said, um, being in the last eight as well. Um, I think the the title is right there. If we stay grounded, stay humble, stay focused and determined, I think focus on Cape Verde. Go back to analysis, get the break they needed, work on combinations, and then take the game to Cape Verde. We know that Cape Verde is also fast-paced team. They also have some attacking prowess they have with Bebe in the front. We saw his free kick um, yeah, in the previous 40, game. Yards something out, crazy yeah. like that. So they they also pose a serious threat, but I think with our good defense as well, I think we, we, we have what it takes. Mark, just to laugh a little about Bebe's free kick, You'll never score Williams from that. It will never happen. Yeah. I don't know what what day would it be, but it will never happen. <laughs> that boy is very good. That, that will never happen. Whatever, the, however, Bebe is going to kick that ball. It's yeah. not going to be happening to Williams. I yeah. mean, uh, just to give a typical example, Williams is very much focused. Look at uh, Mali's second goal. How you know? How he's. Remember the free kick? He had to stop it first. It was supposed to go in he stopped it but they followed up that's how they got the second goal and it was a very uh, close range how many 40 yards or whatever that was very close williams is not gonna don't worry about baby mm. but i will also pocket for that game yeah and also like uh, 
they mustn't like complicate things. Do the basic, the basic, do the basic. Don't try to make things hard for yourself. Do the basic and then you'll get the results. Mm. And whenever you get an opportunity, utilize it. Yeah. Simple. I'm telling you, Dash, uh, before you, you continue, we are going to surprise. Yeah. Cabo Verde. Mm. I'm telling you, first 20 minutes, if they don't switch on, Bafana will be too near ahead. Mm. Well, the way I, we knock the ball. I think that's a good place to to end the podcast, gents. We take on Cape Verde on Saturday, 10 p.m. I hope it's gonna live up to expectations. Um, it is the final game of the quarters, so we'll actually know who we're gonna play in the in the semis um, if we actually get there. Um, with that being said, it's been a pleasure unpacking Bafana's performances um, in Afcon uh, thus far, and until ne- next weekend, uh, next week. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Target Podcast. <laughs>